0: Hello and welcome to my very first episode of my new podcast, Girl What Are You Waiting For? My name is Jill Adiposu, and I will be your host and your guide through this journey. And anytime you listen to my podcast, so I just want to start off by saying thank you for being here and for taking the time to listen. And I hope you find this episode and my future episodes to be helpful um, in whatever you're going through in your life. So, this has been a long time coming. I have felt like I wanted to do a podcast for probably over a year now. You know, and I first got that little nudge in my gut, like, I should do a podcast. And then I'm like, those limiting beliefs pop up. No, who would listen? What are you going to say? You know, who are you to do a podcast? <laughs> All that stuff, which I'm sure some of you can relate to. Um, but it kept coming back, you know. And I would say, over the past five, six years of my where I've really been kind of going on a personal growth journey, I have been better at listening to those little callings or those little knowings that we get inside of us. And so this time, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to ignore that. This keeps coming up, and I feel like it's for a reason. I do have some stuff I want to share. And you know what, even if it only helps one person, it's worth it for me to step out of my comfort zone and share what I want to share. Um, because I know it can make a difference in people's lives. And that's really what my mission is, is to make a positive impact in the world. And I absolutely love empowering and uplifting women and helping women, just find, you know, their true authentic self and find their light and really live their life the way they want to live it, live it by design, whatever their passion, their purpose is. And it's different for everyone. But today I thought for my first episode that I would just share a little bit about me and my story, you know, how I got here, why I wanted to do this podcast and kind of what I plan on doing with it. So again, my name is Jill Adepoju. I am a chiropractor. I'm an empowerment coach. I'm a mom. I have two beautiful kids. My daughter Anaya is 11. My son Zayden is 8. I've been married for 13 years. Got two doggies. Hero, my golden doodle, and we adopted a. uh, We rescued a dog in May of this year, and um, her name is Bailey Rose. And they are crazy naughty animals that I love so much. (laughs) So anyways. So yeah. And I have been in practice for 12 years. And so really that's kind of how I'm going to start my story because that's a big part of it. I, within my practice, a majority of my clients are women. I do see, you know, probably 20% men, but the other 80% are women and children and um, babies and pregnant women, that sort of thing. And within my practice, I really discovered a passion of mine that I didn't know I had. Um, and that is really empowering and coaching women. And so I'll kind of back up a little bit. So I uh, st- started my chiropractic journey in 2007. That's when I went to chiropractic school. And then I graduated, worked with another chiropractor for about a year and a half. And then in 2012, I opened my own practice. And really, you know, it was just grind mode, like looking back. At everything. You know, I didn't realize it at the time. But looking back, I um, was just fight or flight, like sympathetic stress overload on the hand. Like I like to call it the hamster wheel of life. I was on the hamster wheel. I just got out of graduate school, which was crazy intense, you know, 12 hour days for three years in a row. And then boom, started working as a chiropractor. And then boom, opened my own practice, got married, had a baby. And just on the hamster wheel of life, really just not paying attention to how I was doing or how I was feeling, just really focusing on grinding like, got to get this going, got to make money, got to be, you know, help support my husband on his journey for what he's doing with his career. And now we're having a kid and all these things. And so that was in 2012. In 2017, and that's why I labeled this or named this first episode, the moment that changed everything, because it really is a defining moment. We have moments in our lives where in the moment, sometimes you don't know it's a moment, but then looking back, you're like, wow, that was a defining moment for me. And this is one of those. So in 2017, I had, I mean, really what I call it now is a mental breakdown. That's how I look at it or a nervous breakdown and you know, you don't even know if those really are real until you experience one. Um, but I had a panic attack, my very first panic attack, panic attack I've ever had. And I was at my office and I was in the middle of treating patients and all of a sudden, you know, I just got, um, my hands got cl- like clammy and I was shaky and felt like it was really hard to take a deep breath. And, um, my heart was racing and I'm like, what is wrong? And it literally hit me out of nowhere. But then all of a sudden I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm having, cause I didn't know I was having a panic attack at that moment, you know? So I, um, went to my, grabbed my phone and went to my bathroom and I texted my secretary and said, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I think I'm, I thought I was having a heart attack. It was so terrifying. I sat on the bathroom floor. I unlocked the bathroom door so somebody could get to me. And, you know, she came in, she's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, like, I'm not okay. I can't see any more patients. I can't stop shaking. I feel like I'm going to pass out. And I was super pale and it was just terrifying. And so, um, my husband was out of town at that time. Uh, I called my mom and she raced over and came, picked me up. And I'm like, just, you need to take me to the emergency room. She was like, are you sure? I'm like, yes, like something was so wrong. You know, she takes me to the emergency room. And right when I walk in, I must've looked, just like death because they, I just remember people rushing up to me, putting me in a wheelchair and just taking me back and they hooked up all these things to me and, you know, all this stuff. And I remember my blood pressure was through the roof, which I knew it was cause I could, I mean, I just felt so awful, you know? Um, and then a little time passed and they came in and the doctor was like, you know, we can't find anything wrong with you. Your heart's good. We've checked everything. Your blood pressure is finally calming down you know you may be a little bit dehydrated so we're doing this and you know he's like we think you must have he's like do you really have a lot of anxiety and at that time I was like i don't know do i i don't think so and he's like well it seems kind of like you had a panic attack so after that you know i got discharged and i came home and i just still just felt awful i felt like i had run a marathon but with my nervous system like i can't even explain it but just so exhausted on like a deep level that I had never felt before. My brain was like super foggy. I just felt, I, yeah, I just can't explain it. And I just slept and I cried and I just didn't know what was wrong. And I just felt like something was wrong. And that was really a defining moment because that's when everything stopped for me. That's when that's the first time that I actually looked at how I was I had realized, and you know, I didn't realize it right in that moment, but this is kind of what has led up to since then. How am I like people started to ask me, well, how are you? Like, do you normally have symptoms like this? Or maybe you're having this, or maybe you're having that. And what I realized is, oh my gosh, like since for the, for as long as I can remember, I've never checked in with myself. I don't even know how I am. Do I have anxiety every day? Do I sleep enough? how much do i exercise how am i eating what's my diet like how much water do i drink i was living in default mode and um i teach women a lot about this in my coaching programs but you know what does it mean to live a life by design a lot of times people think it's just you know oh whatever it is that you wanted to create so maybe you wanted to get married and have kids and you have your career and looking in at my life you know it looked like i was living a life by design Like, Oh, Jill's a chiropractor and she has her own practice and she's married and she has her kids and you know, she just has this wonderful life and I'm not complaining. I did have a good life, you know, and I did design part of that life, but I was on the hamster wheel and I was in, I like to call it the passenger seat of my life. I was not in the driver's seat, even though it looked like it, I was completely burnt out and I had not allowed myself to get off the hamster wheel. My focus was taking care of everybody else, wearing all those hats, you know, making sure I was a good enough mom, making sure I'm nurturing my friendships, making sure I'm a good wife, newly married, opening a practice, managing all of that, seeing all of these patients. I had not checked in with myself and until that panic attack, and I had been ignoring all the symptoms. So when people started to check in with me and ask me questions like, do you feel this way? Have you had this before? I'm like, you know, I guess I have. I have had symptoms, but I've been ignoring them because I don't have time to acknowledge them. I've taken care of everybody else. And that was like a huge defining moment because I didn't know how I was going to keep going. Um, Any of you that have experienced panic attacks before, anxiety can be so tricky because then you're scared. Your your brain literally plays tricks on you and you get scared. You're going to have another one. And because I had a panic attack at my office, then all of a sudden it was really hard for me to go to work because my brain was like, Oh my gosh, what if it happens again? So then I had this fear of having a panic attack in the middle of treating a patient. And then I, I I could barely get through work and it was just so difficult. And I, I just remember I would fight to get through the day. Absolutely. Like just every time a patient would leave, I would just, Oh, you can do this and try to take deep breaths and I didn't know anything about anxiety or how to manage it. You know, I just, I really felt like I was just treading water, trying to survive. And I remember at the end of the day, I would just like, once the last patient would leave, I would lock my door in my office and I would just go back into my room and I would just cry and cry and cry and cry and cry. I would cry so much that I'm like, how do I have so many tears? How can I keep crying? But then The cool thing is, like, when I would finish crying, I would feel like a million pounds was lifted off of me. Like, I felt so much better. And I'm like, that's my relief. Like, why do I feel so much better after I cry for so long? But what I realized is it was just built up trapped emotion that I had been just shoving deep inside of me, completely ignoring for all those years, you know, for who knows how long. I can't even remember the last time I had checked in with myself to actually see how I was doing. Like, how are you really, Jill? I had no idea, you know, you get into that default answer. How are you? I'm good. Busy, just busy. Life's busy, you know, but how was I really, really, I was really struggling. I was living in default mode. I was completely burnout. Um, so much so, and I ignored it for so long that I had a panic attack and I, I called a nervous breakdown. And so when I saw that, like how much better I felt after I cried, that's when I also realized I have these built up emotions that need to get out. Like my body, my soul is like screaming inside, like pay attention to me. You have to pay attention to me. You're ignoring me. You're ignoring all these symptoms. You're ignoring you, like your true authentic self, Jill, like who is Jill, you know? And I couldn't do it any longer. Um, so that's why, you know, that was like a defining moment for me because that's when I, my whole personal growth journey started. I started to grasp for answers. I am a type of person that I want to know like, why am I feeling this way? Like what got me to this point point? and being a chiropractor and, you know, just, um, having the education and the philosophy of, you know, healing from the inside out and more alternative holistic approaches to things. I didn't want to run to medication, nothing wrong with medication. You know, people that want to take medication for mental health, I totally support whatever, you know, they need to do. But for me personally, I did go to my primary doctor and he, again, did all my <laughs> blood work and blood pressure. And he again told me nothing's wrong, Jill. Like, and that was my anxiety. Like, are you sure nothing's wrong with me? Like, cause sometimes I feel like I'm going to pass out or sometimes I get lightheaded. And he assured me, you know, it's anxiety. Your anxiety will make you feel all these certain ways. So, and then he was like, here's medication you know, you can take this. And I, I did take, I, I got the, um, prescription and I had it, but I was like, okay, well, I'm not against taking it, but if this is truly what it is, I want to figure out why I'm anxious. Like, I do believe that there's a reason, like, I really want to be an advocate for myself. So that's when my journey started. And I started doing, um, you know, I, a co a, co- a coaching course popped up on my Facebook and I was like, and I read about it and I'm like, this sounds exactly what I need right now. It was about like finding your true self and becoming unstoppable and like, I'm going to do it, you know? And sometimes you just get that little nudge in your belly. Like, I think you should do this. You know, this, like you're seeing this for a reason. So I did that. And that was just like the first thing. And I I felt like a light inside of me that I had not like felt since I was a child. And then I started to remember like who the true Jill was before the world told me who I needed to be. And I started to do this personal work. And the more that I leaned into this process and the more that I did it, the less my anxiety was you know, the more the anxiety started to go away. And then I started to learn tools when you're feeling anxious. This is what's actually happening in your body and your nervous system. Check in with yourself. I started to check in with myself every single day. How are you today? Like I put my one heart on my one hand on my heart, one hand on my stomach, take a couple deep breaths and just and sometimes it's in the shower when you have like 2 minutes before you have to get out and take your kids to school but i started to take that time like how is jill today? what am i needing today? you know, what can i do for myself to fill up my cup today so that i can serve and help others, you know, as my best version of myself. um so i started to do all these different tools and i started to read more books and take more courses and I mean, it just opened up a whole new world that I had been like craving, but I didn't even know. It's like my soul had been craving it. And then my anxiety got less and less. And, you know, thankfully now, so that was back in 2017 when all that happened. Thankfully now I still have anxiety at, at different times. And, but now, you know, I've been managing it for so long, I can recognize like, okay, I need to take a breath. I need to Make sure I'm taking care of myself. Um, so it doesn't get out of control, you know? Um, and so I just really look at that as a defining moment because it's led me to where I am now. That's where I discovered my passion because of my own struggles. You'll hear, turn your pain into your message, you know? And that's kind of what I've done, like going through that anxiety, debilitating anxiety and not knowing how I'm going to get through my day, not knowing how I'm going to see patients not even knowing how I'm going to carry on a conversation. There was moments like that and just feeling so exhausted and burnout on a whole nother level where I didn't even know if I could physically cope anymore. And then just going through the process of like, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to read books. I'm going to take courses. I'm going to strap myself with a tool belt so where I can use these tools when I'm struggling. And that's what I've been doing. And through that that is where I found my passion in helping women do the same thing. And really I learned that from in my practice, all the women that I see, I see that like they're coming in for more than back pain. They're coming into me for back pain, but so much for so many of them, there's so much more going on underneath. So many of them, I recognize myself in them. I'm like, Oh, they're burnout. They're not, you know, living a life by design. They're on, they're living in default mode. They're on the hamster wheel. They don't know how they're doing because they're so completely checked out from who they are and with themselves because they're wearing too many hats. Because they're mom and their wife, and they're trying to get their career, and they're or they're a stay-at-home mom, and they're completely exhausted because they have no time for themselves. I started to see these patterns in my office, and naturally, I'm like, I want to help these women, and so I started to. And all of a sudden I got really behind in my office because I started to ask more questions <laughs> when they come in for their appointments. Like, well, how are you doing really? And what's going on in your life? And then some, <laughs> a lot of women would start crying. And I, I just felt that. Cause I'm like, I know, like, I see you, I understand you, you know, and then I'd have a lot of women tell me you're like my therapist and my chiropractor. And so the more, that I've done this self journey the more that I have discovered my passion for helping women and that's what I actually love about my practice more than anything. Yes, I love chiropractic and I love helping people in that way. It's very rewarding, but I love connecting with women and helping them find come back home to their true selves. That's what it's all about. And so that's what this podcast is really going to be about is coming back to who you truly are, who you were born to be, who you've always been, and then giving you tools that will help you. I hope will help you that have helped me that continue to help me. And it's a never ending journey. I'm learning every day. And I, and now that I am really doing my coaching, you know, when I learn things, I add it to my tool belt, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to share this. I'm going to share this. Oh, I wonder how many other people this could help. And so that's why I want to do this podcast because I'm like everything, what a great way to get my message out to people. And if I can share different little pieces of nuggets of things that have helped me with anxiety or confidence or all sorts of things, pain and, you know, um just mindset in general. Like if it's helped me, I know it's gonna it can help others. And then the patterns that I have seen in my office, working in my office for over 10 years now, I see patterns with women, especially and I see it with men too, but I specifically love to work with women. And I see patterns and I know how to help women break free of those and find their true selves. So that's kind of my goal with this podcast is to share, you know, um, stories that will help inspire, um, share resources, share tools. I plan on bringing other women on here that I can interview That will also serve you in different ways, whether it's with marketing or starting a business or building that confidence or anxiety, mental health, um, health tips, things that can help bring you more energy, all sorts of different things, relationships, friendships. Like I really plan on having this podcast, just a really awesome place where you can come and listen to vulnerable women that are just here to make a difference in the world and help and serve in a bigger way, you know? And so sharing my story. I feel like there's so much power in being vulnerable and allowing, allowing yourself to just kind of be free and share where you struggle because then other women can see that they're not alone, you know, and from outside looking in, it's so easy to judge people and think like, oh, they've got it all figured out or look at the highlight reel on social media. They don't have any problems. I've had friends tell me that. I didn't even know you struggled. You're so good at hiding it. And it's like, yeah, because I didn't even, I wasn't even tuned in with myself to even be able to talk about it because I was so unaware because I was so good at shoving it all inside and not, and just ignoring it until things exploded, you know? So this is about awareness and, Knowing, yeah, a safe place where you can listen and just know that you're not alone and that you do matter and that you're here for a reason and that you have a purpose. We all have a purpose that we we're born with. And that's the thing about our purpose. So many women or people get hung up on, like, what's my purpose? What am I supposed to do? And I do a lot more coaching on this, but we are our purpose, you know? Like, we were born with our gifts that only we were born with. But what happens is, with human conditioning I like to call this unconscious conditioning it's you know from where you're born to where you are now we have all these rules and beliefs and all these things that are told us they're telling us how we need to be and how we should be and this is wrong and this is right and this is what you need to do and it's so easy to lose who you are in the process and to lose like who you really truly are at your core because we're so hung up on the conditioning of who we think we need to be to be accepted in the world. Um, So this is about shedding all those layers and coming back to who you truly are. And what I discovered, which was so interesting, as I started to do this work on myself and my anxiety started to, you know, slowly go away. I know that's because finally I was getting into alignment with my spirit, getting into alignment with my soul, with who I really am at the core. So it's like my body could like calm down, like, okay, finally, you're not ignoring me anymore. You're listening to me. But what I discovered was when I started to do this work and discovered my passions and my purpose for helping women find their light, I discovered that I've always had this gift and that's the same for all of you. I just didn't know it because it was so covered, but covered up. But when I looked back and started doing like inner child work and going back to my true self as a little girl, I'm like that I've always been this way. You know, I've always been upbeat and positive and uplifting. I've always been a cheerleader for women, always wanting to help women like find their worth and see their worth. And I've always been that way. I just completely forgot who that person was and I covered it up um, in limiting beliefs and basically in the rules of life and who I thought I had to be. So as I've been uncovering that my anxiety's gotten better. Cause I'm becoming, I'm coming home to who I truly am and stepping in alignment with my purpose, you know, on this earth, my mission. And that's what I want to help all of you do as well. And something with the filling the cup thing, you know, so a couple little nuggets I want to share with you before I wrap this up, it's, you know, and I'm sure a lot of you've heard this, like, it's so important to fill your cup before, you know, other people, it's so easy to say that, you know, um, then do it. It's like, yeah, I know I need to, but it is so true. If there's nothing else that I have learned, it's like, if you don't fill your cup up first, then you you literally, you're giving from an empty cup, which is what I was doing. And then you do that so much to where you eventually, Can't do it anymore. And you either get sick, like mental illness, you know, like anxiety, debilitating anxiety, kind of like for me, depression, or physically ill. You know, people start to get autoimmune conditions and pain and inflammation, or they cover their feelings up with food, which I have also done. You know, they don't, they're shoving their emotions down so deep, like I was. They need comfort somewhere. So they end up eating to cover up their emotions. There's all sorts of ways it will manifest in our bodies. But that's what's happening. So this, I'm going to tell a little story and I just love it because it's such a good analogy. So I want you to picture a glass vase. Okay. And you are this glass vase, this beautiful glass vase. And then there's little smaller glasses that are around this big, tall glass vase. And the glass vase has water in it. And basically what this glass vase is doing is just constantly tipping and pouring water into the little glasses below it constantly, constantly, constantly. So what happens if a glass vase that has water in it just keeps tipping over, tipping over, tipping over, tipping over, tipping over, tipping over. Eventually it gets exhausted and it runs out of water and then eventually will tip over and break and not be able to do it anymore. And that's what I want to, you to visualize as you. So we're where these we as women are this tall, beautiful glass face, and this is what we do. We give and we, and we are constantly pouring water into all the things that matter around us, our children, our family, our work, whatever it is. And eventually we can't handle it anymore. And we break and get symptoms like I just explained. So what would happen if we were able to allow ourselves to have just an endless amount of running water. So now I want you to visualize a faucet with water above this vase. And this faucet that's pouring water into this vase is filled with all the things that this vase needs, okay, that we need. So it's that, you know, restful sleep. It's taking a bubble bath. It's the exercise. It's the eating nutritious food that gives us energy. It's reading the book. It's taking the yoga retreat, It's, you know, coffee dates with your friends. It's the trips. It's whatever, whatever fills your heart and your soul, taking the painting class, whatever it is. So imagine if we were filling, allowed ourselves to be filled up with this stuff that we need. So our glass vase is just full of this water that we need to survive. Okay. So what would happen if we allowed that, that faucet to just keep going, flowing with water, but what would happen is that glass face would fill all the way to the top, and then the water would overflow into the people that love us and that need us. And so that's what happens if you start to fill yourself up first. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It can just be one little thing in a day. I'm taking a bath every day, and I'm going to take some deep breaths. I'm going to listen to Jill's podcast. I'm going to go on a walk. Whatever it is, um, if you allow yourself to be filled up first your love and your energy, all of that is going to pour over into the people that you love. And that is what I want to leave this message with you guys today is you have to start doing that. And that was the biggest thing for me. When I had that moment that changed everything, that panic attack in my office, I had to start doing that. I, my, my glass face completely was empty and I, it broke because I could not give any more from an empty glass. And the moment that I started to fill that glass up with things that I needed, everything changed and it has changed since. So I want to leave that with you. And also one more little piece of just a little nugget that's really helpful for me. You can look at really horrible things in your life that have happened. And you can choose to have those hinder you and stop you from chasing your dreams or living the life that you want. Or you can take that moment or that experience or whatever it is, and you can use it to fuel you and to help you change lives and to make a difference. And the whole saying of you, maybe you were assigned this mountain so that you can shoot, you can show others that it can be moved. Maybe you have been assigned this mountain so you can show others that it can be moved. And that's what I love. So anytime you have got, if you're going through something right now, or you've gone through something, or you're scared to go through something, I want you to think about life is happening for you, not to you. We are not victims and it's the meaning that we assign to things. So when that moment happened to me and I had that panic attack, I could have completely let that take over my life. I could have sold my practice and let my anxiety just become more debilitating. I could have been put on several medications because I wasn't able to function. I could have completely dimmed my light even more. I could have continued to ignore all the symptoms and ignore my true self, that calling deep inside of me that was like, Jill, just pay attention to me. Your true self is right here. I could have ignored all of that. And I, I could have made that moment hold me back and just cover me up. And I could still be struggling. I could have allowed myself to just gain, you know, a lot more weight and still continue to eat horribly. And then all of a sudden probably became diabetic and then had more pain and inflammation, the whole thing. Or I could use that moment to be like, holy cow, like this is a wake up moment. I'm going to use this pain that I have gone through and I'm going to help other women. I'm going to use this pain. This is going to be my message." Because I know if I'm going through this, I know there's women out there that are also struggling and I want them to know that they're not alone and I, you know, can help them with the stuff that I have learned. Do I know all the answers? No, I'm still learning. I'm not your like expert guru person, but it's my passion and my mission to help other women go through this and it's my passion. You know, to help women go through this process and find themselves and know that they're not alone. So, I want you to remember that anything that you're going through right now or things that you've gone through, I don't know what meaning you're assigning to it, but I encourage you to look at it as what if life is happening for you and not to you? What if everything that you have gone through so far in your life was meant for a bigger reason? Maybe it's meant for you to, it's, you know, for you to show others that you can, that they can get through this, um, for you to inspire others. Or maybe you can look back at something and think, wow, when I was going through that, that was so painful and that was so hard. But actually now I'm thankful that I did go through that because now the doors opened for this, you know, um, sometimes somebody will get fired and they think it's just the end of the world and the worst thing that could ever happen to them but it ends up being the best thing. Sometimes the worst day in your life can turn out to be the best day in your life. So I just wanted to plant that seed with you as well. I'll definitely talk about more of the glass vase and filling your cup first and life happening for you um, in future episodes. But I wanted to plant those little seeds so you can just let those kind of sink in and think about that. And I think that is it. I'm going to wrap it up. So thank you so much for being here and for listening and I hope you enjoyed this. Please share it if you find that you know other women that would get something out of this, and I will be back again for another episode. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.